Have you ever heard the saying, do what you love and the money will follow? Yeah, we have too, and we're not so sure about it. In this episode, number 58 of the Business of Making podcast, we're going to talk about this topic. Can you just do what you love and the money will follow? Or is there a little bit more to it than that? Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvis, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle, the ultimate guide for starting, growing and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff-free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. Hey everyone, Jess here. Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, as always, Deb. Hello. And Mick. Hello. And today <laughs> we are having perhaps a little bit of a ranty episode. Uh, 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 keeping <laughs> it know real. What are you talking about? We never rant. What are you uh, talking about? A keeping it real episode that was inspired by one of our patrons who is also a member of our Facebook group. Um, and fun stuff happens there. So come on over and join us, business making, the business of making.com forward slash Facebook to come and join our free Facebook group. But before we dive into that, I'm going to give a little shout out to Rage Cakes, who is one of our lovely reviewers on possibly Apple Podcasts, I think. Uh, and she says, this podcast is genuine and interesting. I love how they all give so much of themselves in these lessons. It's so helpful to me as a small business to hear all your mistakes slash successes and advice on how to grow from them. Thank you. Thank you, Rach Cakes. For Thank, you Thank you so much. And That's a five-star review and rating. If you would like to also support the podcast and help either people, other people find it, please do leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you have it on your phone, it's like super quick to do uh, or whatever platform you listen on or over on our Facebook page. We would love to hear from you. And look, honestly, the best thing you can do, and a lot of people, I just want to give a thank you to everybody who has been mentioning this podcast in like random Facebook groups and on Instagram, because we're getting so many people 
coming to our Facebook group who've said, mm. I found it in a macrame Facebook group. I found it in this yeah. Etsy business Facebook group. So obviously you are telling people. So thank you so much for telling people and sharing the podcast with other people in those communities because mm. that's how people are going to find us. Yeah, that's awesome. So thank you for every, to everyone who has uh, told a friend or told their community about the podcast. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Mm. So I'm actually going to, this was funny. This is um, MK Zeppa of Zeppa Studios. Shout out. One Lisa. of our lovely patrons. And she put this, it's just, a, it's one of those funny memes, but she put it in our Facebook group a while ago and I literally immediately screenshotted it and put it into our episode tracker and said, we need to do an episode on this. Because Which this by is- the way, before you even explain or read it, like the tracker is like a spreadsheet guy. So it's got like a number for the episode and then the title of all, like an idea of what we're going to talk about, mm. but it's like type, right? Like it's letters. <laughs> And instead just like literally took the screenshot and like inserted it in the cell. Like it's the title of the episode, that screenshot. So we like, at this stage, we don't even know what it's going to be called, but we just know we're talking about this thing that happened in the group. Yes. So it's this meme and it says, they say, quote, do what you love and money will follow, end quote. So I had some wine and pet my dog. Now I wait. And I was just like, oh, that is so true because it's such crap to say do what you love and money will just just manifest itself. I was gonna say it sounds really I'm gonna we're gonna offend a lot of people here, but whatever. I don't think really about the manner well maybe, you never know. It's really similar to that. that. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) It's very similar to manifesting Mm. in in the way that a lot of people think of that which is you just think about it and then it happens (laughs) put it out into the universe and the universe will provide um we don't generally agree with that you Mm kind of have to take action and make Mm -hmm. stuff happen but yeah it's along those lines really yeah Yeah. can we just i I just want to actually talk on this idea quickly of manifesting because i think there's some truth to it but I think the way a lot of people use it, like you said, Mick, is, is nonsense. Like mm. you have to visualize something and plan for it if you want it to happen. Yes. But that's mm-hmm. only the first step. Yes. You can't just do that and then think I've, I've put it out there, I've, I've written it down or I've imagined it or visioned it so somehow magically it's just going to pop up in my life. Like no, that's just step one. Now you have to actually say how am I going to make this happen? Yes. How am I going to yeah. do the work to make it happen? And I think uh, going along the myth-busting route <laughs> a little bit, um, people like to say, oh, but this happened to me. Like I, I wrote it down and then this opportunity came up and, of course, it works. Like Confirmation that's bias. Like, well, yeah, confirmation bias. Also, like when I talk, when we all talk about um, like vision boarding and you're putting up like a, an actual visual of what you would like to plan or whatever um there's something in your brain and i've talked about this before i'm sure called the reticular activating system and it's like Mm -hmm. a sieve and it like blinkers out all the stuff that you're not focusing on and that thing that you're seeing or thinking about every day your brain knows oh she wants more of that shit so Mm -hmm. all those opportunities come into focus because your brain knows that that's what you're focusing on so yeah, it's like it's not just like, oh, the, the universe, sorry. I don't mean to put on that voice because I don't want to be patronising because people have their beliefs, that's fine. I don't agree. But it's 
yeah, it's actual science is happening here in your yeah, brain yeah, to make yeah. that actually it's, happen. It's like when you buy a new car and then you see your new car everywhere. Mm. Yeah, it, there's 100%. not more of your car everywhere. It's just you're noticing it now yeah. because yeah. you're switched onto it. Like when I'm driving around in my Beetle and I see other Beetles, I'm like, hey. Yeah, it's like every <laughs> yeah. time I say every time, right, because we all do it too. Every time I'm driving at nighttime, a streetlight either turns on or off above me i'm like of course not i'm not that fucking special like that's not actually something that's happening to me it is is confirmation someone is trying to talk to you through the another world (laughs) that's never happened to me michaela i guess i bet it's gonna happen to me tonight because i'm gonna pay attention now that's right that's right but going back to this yeah going back to this meme of doing what you love um, I was saying to Jess very briefly just before, and we said we better keep it for the episode. Um, <laughs> I actually agree with, like, I think you should do what you love and like following your bliss and all that kind of stuff. I think that's really important. But just assuming that that then means that you're going to get paid for that or like paid enough that it's enough to live off, it's just if not. Only. If only. You've got to build the bridge. You can't just jump off the cliff and like hope something's going to happen. I wish yeah. I could get paid for reading novels on my Kindle. That'd I think great. some people do get paid for that. I think what? you could. Well, I mean, isn't there some people that just do book reviews and I, that's yes, what but they that's do? Not just reading books. That's that's having next to thing you know. The podcast has ended because Jessica's yes. in a publishing career now. <laughs> She's like stopped. No, no, but this is. I think this is actually a really good point as well. And I've talked about this in my podcast, but sometimes you don't want to turn what you love into something that will make money mm. because it ruins it. Like. My mm. husband, Nick, is an avid gamer and he actually has an IT background. I'm like, why don't you like do game reviews or like have a Twitch channel or something? He's like, because then that would destroy my hobby and I don't want to do that. I'm like, yeah, that's very smart. Hey, fair point. Um, <laughs> it's the same with reading novels, you know, trashy novels on my Kindle. I don't mm. want to start reviewing. Like, I don't, this is a terrible thing to admit and I'm sorry, but I read so much. I almost never write reviews. I'm a bad reader. Mm. <laughs> I um, was going to say, what are you admitting to here? But I think that's okay, Jess. <laughs> we forgive you. I feel guilty. <laughs> like, you know, so much of my own business is reco- is kind of predicated on people taking the time to leave a review. But yeah, because I, I, I read so much, it's just like, and it's not easy to do on the Kindle. Like mm. if it was easy to do, I would like, if they gave me a button straight afterwards, I, I pressed the stars, yeah. but it's not like, how do I write a review? Anyway, so if it was easy, I'd probably do it more often, but I don't want to think about the story. I just, I read it. Mm. I enjoyed it. I'm moving on. Like I don't yeah. want to analyze it. I, I don't had this want- exact experience. I joined a book club. And I just realized straight away, I'm like, I don't want to analyze this. (laughs) When we got into the conversation, I'm like, oh, this is ruining it for me. (laughs) Except it's funny because they were fiction and, Mm. but I um, am getting into a lot of feminist literature now. I'm like, I do want a book club about that because I'm like, I need to bounce my Mm. ideas off. So I think that's that's kind of different, but yeah, yeah, no, I totally like don't want to. I, that would totally ruin it for me if I yeah, had to so analyze every fiction. Mm. That's why I've never, I've never started a book review site, or I've never like because I don't want to turn it into a job. Work, yeah. 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 So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, mm. that might be the case for a lot of you out there with your craft. Even you know, like mm. if you feel that way, don't do it. Yeah, because mm. it does. I mean, we've talked. I, I feel like I say this phrase a lot. We've talked about this before, <laughs> um, but it does. Turning your hobby, (laughs) turning your hobby into a business does take a bit of the sheen off it or the shine off it, whatever you want to say. So Mm. it's, you you have to be prepared for that. And Mm. if that's cool with you, if that's worth it, Mm. if not having to go into an office every day is worth it to do 
the some the something that you really really mm. love and love it just a tiny bit less then that's cool mm. um, but if you want to continue loving that thing to the amount that you're loving it now then perhaps turning it into a business is not a good idea yeah um, and that's something you need to think about yeah well i mean it's interesting because we go back to to melissa who who shared this she her business is actually around dog stuff i believe yes um so she's kind of she obviously loves dogs but she's yes. worked out a way to tangentially turn something she loves into a business, which I think is really clever. Yeah. 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 But it's not because you're doing something that you, it's not because she loved what dogs that are, I don't know. It's kind of like she put in the work, you know, <laughs> yeah, she absolutely. has years and years and years of experience and I'm sure she would share in the Facebook group. I think she's in the Facebook group as well. You know, it, it, it wasn't like, oh, I opened my shop and then suddenly I was super successful because I was doing what I love. And so I just waited, <laughs> pour myself a glass of wine and then everything was fine. You know, it doesn't really work like that. And I think it's really hard to, and I'm going to say it again. I think we've mentioned this before, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like no one owes you anything and mm-hmm. you can't go into something that you love making and trying to sell it and expect success just because you're doing the work and mm. you're loving the work. And, you know, it, it's like no one owes you that. It's kind of like the mm. shit sandwich from Elizabeth Gilbert from that book, uh, Big Magic. Magic. And it's kind mm. of like, well, it, you know, you, you might do something you love and it's not necessarily going to work. And you like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not phrasing this properly right now, but I guess my point is no one owes you shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the universe no, doesn't owe you. Yeah. Either. Totally. Yeah. I know what you I know what you're yeah. meaning with that, Deb. It's it's like if you do the thing that you love, that doesn't automatically mean that you are deserving of whatever accolades, yeah. Yeah. money, whatever it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just going off on a slight tangent but related, recently uh online in one of the groups somewhere, I don't know, someone was asking for feedback on their business. And I don't want to get too specific because I don't want the person to get offended that I'm talking about them. Um, But they were asking like, how do you know when it's not going to work? So they've Mm. been doing their business for several years, five or six years, Mm. and they're not making good profits. Um, And the answers were really interesting because some people were like, like a lot of people were trying to troubleshoot for her. Mm. Like, well, have you thought about this, 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 like analyzing critical thinking. And I was like, yes, these are the right answers you got to figure out what, mm. like what's going on here. But some of the answers were like, you just stick at it, just stick at it and it'll work. I'm like, mm. no, fuck not. you don't stick at it if you are like running at a massive loss yeah. and keep doing the same things over and over and over. Like that's mm. not how things work. You'll never get out of that hole and it, mm. it will never be successful because yeah. you're, not, you're doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. What is the quote from Einstein? Yeah, what insanity is? is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yes. So yes. you got to, like, if you're in that position and it's not working, it's not because you're failing and it's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong, but you might be missing something. And mm-hmm. obviously whatever it is you're doing now is not working. So loving the work and loving what you're doing is not enough. You got to have that critical thinking and be able to analyze yeah. your business and your strengths and weaknesses and figure out like what needs changing. Yeah. Basically. I think that this uh, reminds me as well. Um, someone contacted me last week, uh, pretty much same. I'm not going to name or anything, but it was pretty much like, I feel like I've done all of the things and really it's not working. So 
you know, what's up? And I sort of dove into like, what do you mean all of the things? And realized <laughs> it was a matter of I've built it so they will come. As in like, mm-hmm. you know, I've read that if I had a blog to go with my handmade shop, for example, build the blog and then I was going to have like more traffic that was going to like grow my email list and I was going to have more sale. But effectively building the blog and blogging on it does nothing if you don't share the blog with <laughs> like a blog does not yeah. generate traffic you generate yeah. traffic to the blog. Like it's a complete reframe that people forget. It's, an, it's because blogging is often listed as like a way to bring traffic. Mm. And it's like, no, 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 no. You, you have to bring traffic to your blog. <laughs> I'm so sorry to like burst a bubble here, but it's so true. And it, I feel like a lot of people sometimes do that. They're like, well, I've done this thing. Like my shop is open or I've launched this collection or I've got my blog up and and i'm just waiting patiently now because surely that they will find me you know and it's like it is hard and it is getting harder and there is mm. more and more people doing this thing online and you really have to put in more work totally. um, so you definitely can't just love it do it and then wait uh, because and we've seen just, that too it's mm. it's reaching out into facebook groups or wherever else we've seen that in our group when we get the spikes of heaps mm. of people coming in at once it's because someone has shared it in another group yeah. it's not yeah. because we're just sitting here pretty and people are listening yeah. and suddenly more people are listening like that yeah <laughs> it doesn't work like that we have to we yeah. have to share it and our listeners share it and that's how things grow so you have to mm. actually uh disseminate mm. your yeah. marketing that's message word. to yeah, mm. that's um, that's on my brain. And lately. you might also have to do things that you really, really don't like doing, which yes. doing, which uh, we've done an episode just on that. Um, okay, I'm putting up the tracker to give you the number. <laughs> it's 57. And it's not really about that, but that's mostly what it turned into the conversation in this. And, and it was, <laughs> as always, you know, we took a couple of tangents, <laughs> but it, it was really like the stuff you don't like to do in business and stuff that we don't like to do in business. And that's mm-hmm. what we talked about in this episode, stuff that we actually hate and we still do because we have to. And that's how we have built successful businesses for ourselves. Not mm-hmm. because we love everything that we do. I certainly don't like everything that I do. No. And I think, I think this is, if you look at it on a grander scale, like do what I love and the money will follow. Okay. So I'll use myself as an example, cause that's easy. I love my life overall, like the lifestyle and the life I have managed to create for myself via my businesses is freaking awesome. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. And I love, you know, I love that. I love some elements of my work. Absolutely. I love, you know, um, talking to students and, and, and seeing aha moments. Like as a teacher, that's the best thing ever is when you see somebody have a breakthrough. Um, and I, I love working with you guys on this podcast and, you know, there's I'm waiting for the, but, <laughs> but you guys actually suck. <laughs> But there's Jeez, other things I don't no. like, like you too. Like I like the podcast, but you too, man. Yeah, you You're a pain. <laughs> yeah, but the but is that the, the, even though I love it overall, there are elements of it that I don't love. And there's this weird Instagram, I, like it's, I think it's that whole Instagram lifestyle, mm. beautiful feed idea mm, glossy, yeah. that every single part of your life will be perfect and beautiful and photo worthy or IG worthy yeah. if you're doing what you love. And that's not true because life so is shit. just not like that. It's such bullshit. And the people who are putting out these fucking memes, like, sorry, but they're, they're, they're exactly, they're showing the gloss and you find out like, if you follow these people for long enough, Two years down the track, they're saying something different. They're like, oh, yeah, actually, because, you know, every marketing message is like, 
this is how hard it was in my life. And then I did this thing and it was easy. <laughs> and so when they're saying, and it was easy, they're like, yes, just follow your bliss or it, do what you love or whatever. And then two years later, they're like, oh, actually, I was having a really hard time then. And then I did this one thing. And now yes, it's just, yes, yes, yes. Wow, can we get off the treadmill already? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just bullshit. So we've got to yeah. stop like taking those messages in, I think, and get a bit of a dose of reality a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of engineering like marketing out there. I think it's very dangerous. All of these, Mm -hmm. let me sell you a dream that Mm -hmm. I'm actually not quite leaving, but I can sort of pretend to you that I am like, Oh, I don't know. I've been getting a lot of those YouTube ads. Um, oh, God, the ones where they're standing there talking about. Yes. Two years ago I was in this situation. Yes. And, and, and they're, they're like, like on a beach or something. Yes, yes. Oh, we're getting the same. Oh, we are getting the same ones because <laughs> they're like Australian businesses yeah, yeah. selling you like a lifestyle business. Like yeah, wouldn't it be awesome really if well. you could. <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if you could uh, sleep till 10 and then roll onto the sand on the beach till 2 p.m. and, you know, Sometimes and have this Sometimes I watch them lifestyle. all the way through just to see what they're trying to sell. Because it's, it's so cringe-worthy. Yeah, yeah, it's always like a program that's going to, re- like, change your entire life. It's but how they're how selling sell that as in I do what I love or, you know, like I am in my camper van around Australia <laughs> and I make a living from just traveling around or we are nomad, nomad bloggers or whatever, all this stuff. It's like, okay, but really, realistically, how much of that is your real life versus how much time do you spend recording this video, editing this video, promoting this video? Like they have the same thing that every business, handmade shop or not, has to do. You have to promote mm. yourself. Yeah. And that really never forget, time. guys, that you see the tip of the iceberg when people sell you that stuff. And there's all the work below that's 80%. It's 80-20. Like 80% mm. you're working on that business that gives you, you know. Yes, you could get to a point where you scale so much that you don't even have to be a part of your business anymore. But is that what you want? Like I don't think most of you also, listening that that's not going to be how it is at the beginning anyway not for Mm -hmm. a long 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 time so even if you do want that if you want to scale it so much that you're just you know the ceo calling the shots and then everyone else is doing the work that's totally cool but that's not going to happen in the next 10 15 20 years you know Mm -hmm. like it's a long time coming Mm -hmm. actually i say that and one of my friends has done it in seven years so it's possible. It yeah, it's possible. It's just a lot more rare. work. It's definitely yeah, a lot more work, work and a lot less of what I love to make. I'm <laughs> it's yeah. a lot more yeah. marketing, you know? So it's, um, and I don't want to sound so negative here. I feel like, you know, we're not saying you can't have a lifestyle business doing mm-hmm. a handmade shop. Like absolutely. Yes, you can. Absolutely. We're just can. saying, yeah, you know, and Jess is like raising a hand, like, That's what like I have. I've done it. <laughs> absolutely. But it's like, I don't know. The way it's, in which you do it is being sold to you in a in the wrong way. Like yeah, people are yeah. selling the idea that it's much easier and quicker than it actually is. And yeah. that gets me it obviously affects all of us that yeah, we're all makes cranky us about it. So yeah. <laughs> that's hence the ranting. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. because what it's coming back to that quote from Melissa. It's just now a Melissa's quote. I don't even know who the <laughs> quote is from. It's just yours, Melissa. You get the credit. <laughs> Thank you for that joke. Uh but yeah, it's it's going back to like their marketing the fact that if you do something you love that's enough we're really we're saying no you have to market the thing you love Mm, and that's it that's different you know you have to reframe that a bit so yeah and can we also this is going to be hard for some people to hear but maybe doing the thing you love there isn't actually a viable way to make money out of it or to make a full-time living out of it Mm -hmm. um maybe and maybe there is but not for you or maybe there is but not in the way you want to do it so yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, I see this, you know, people, perhaps the product, you know, I've, I remember this one particular product 
that was, I, I, I'm not going to say what it was, same sort of reason, but it was this <laughs> obscure niche thing that I've never even heard of before. I'd never seen since that this person had come up with. And look, they did a beautiful job. Their, their photos are beautiful. The products are beautiful. But no one was looking for it because nobody mm. knew it even was a thing. Like they kind yes. of created this this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Innovation isn't always the best. Yeah. Look, thing. you actually want a market where there's there's actually mm. healthy competition already because it tells mm. you that people are looking for the thing. Exactly. Yeah. And they were just like, why, you know, why am I never getting any sales? You know, this thing was relatively pricey. Um, I just like, how do you say because nobody wants it? Yeah, that's it's difficult. Mm. Yeah, well, it's like you have to educate the public to this new product, and that's yeah. enormous. Like to scale oh, that, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a big job. I can't wait to be uh, off the recording so I can ask what this product is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, mm, find it sounds together. interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know. But yeah. yeah, I totally know what you mean. There's just some stuff that only you care about. You know. Mm. Yeah, it's ha- it's it. really hard because like especially for us three as, you know, coaches in this sort of area, we want to be realistic with people and make sure that they are doing things that um, people do want and there's the need for it, da, da, da. But then on the flip side of that, there's people who are making great stuff and just don't have the confidence and so they're mm. worried right now that we're talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Your stuff we're is probably great. Not. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, totally not. So, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the vast majority of you will be making something people want. Yeah. You may not be off. Like I think what Michaela said is a really good point. You may not be offering it in exactly the right way, or not offering it in exactly the right place, because that can affect things as well. Like something that will sell really well. I've seen this happen to people. Something that sells really well at markets might not sell well online mm. for some bizarre reason. Like whenever I used to do markets, the stuff that I sold at markets was the was different products often mm. from what I sold online, which is mm. really interesting. Yeah, that is. Well, sometimes that's, I know, you know, we were selling those um, pictures with Nick back in our market days, ages mm. ago. And I was noticing that kind of stuff as well. What was selling, it seemed to be selling really well was also stuff that was a little bit touristy as in someone is mm. at the market in this local area and they're interested yeah. in looking for this thing that is in Spain because they're in Spain and they're going home next week and they want to bring something back for their family or whatever. Yeah. But they wouldn't necessarily go on Etsy and search something just about that little town or whatever because mm. it's just kind of like well I'm already home or like I'm not mm. going to shop online if I'm bit, like I don't know there's plenty of different examples but there's definitely cases where it's like a, the wrong place as you said and it's just one sale yeah. in that specific place yeah it's Which kind of like point. if you're thinking about marketing and the 70 billion p's that there are now it's positioning <laughs> right like we're <laughs> we just keep adding more p's every year I think <laughs> But where is your your thing? Where is where is it positioned in the market? And mm. um, if that is actually geographical, then maybe yeah. Anyway, that's another yeah. episode probably. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think we just wanted to we wanted to do a bit of myth busting. I like that phraseology in this episode of the idea that mm. you just do what you love and the money will follow. It might if follow you put the if work you in. put the work in <laughs> and if you do the right things in the right order. Yeah, there's just so many yeah. variables. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's not that simple. Oh, a point yeah. I wanted to make earlier but got distracted um, when we were talking about length of time. Like if you, um, there's this uh, dude I follow, Sean Wes uh, podcast and he talks, oh, yeah, Sean McCabe. Oh, too. Yeah, his name is. he's a nice guy. Yeah, and he was a letter uh, hand letter artist and kind of spun it out into this whole other thing. But one of his most famous ones was, you know, show up every day for two years and you'll mm. be successful. And I think he has a point there. Like 
if you don't show up, you won't be successful. Mm. You have to show up in order to be Mm. successful. But just because you do show up isn't a guarantee. Yeah, no one owes you shit. (laughs) Exactly. That's when it came up when you guys were talking about that. And I'm like, it's not a guarantee that you'll be successful. And I think some people get really disheartened Mm -hmm. when this happens to them, when they feel like they've been showing up for two years, four years, whatever it might Mm. be. And they're not finding the success that they wanted to find. But I would, if this is you, I would, I would encourage you to be real with yourself and ask, am I actually showing up properly? Am I actually yeah. showing up the way I should yeah, be showing up? Yeah, because even showing up is just like if you are coming to the party and just standing on the on the wall and everyone <laughs> yeah. else is dancing I'm and here, you're not actually but... doing anything. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's going to happen. If you actually yeah. get in there and mingle and like actually uh, make the connections with people and convince them that you're the one that they want to dance with, that's mm. when you're going to make a connection and they're going to want to buy your stuff. So yeah, yeah just, just I know I just thought of that just then. How good am I? Yeah, that was and a really good one. Then you eventually take them to the bedroom and make the no, sale. No, we're not going down that. Oh, we're not going down that row again. <laughs> that was the second time you made Let's that story. It's embarrassing. I don't know what kind of party you were going to, but like I don't know, mine are a little bit more chill. <laughs> That's not how I generally end up with parties. I usually go to bed by myself because I'm tired and I'm like yeah. the first time. Oh, me too. I'm like, can everyone go home now? I'm done yeah, exactly. when I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> like an hour early now we're finished now sorry in case you're wondering we don't script these episodes <laughs> this stuff is just coming out of our brain as we're thinking about it coming out of somewhere yeah oh my god that's it five o'clock friday we've lost Mick. that's it she's turned it's off like, the brain oh wait i'm like it's only four o'clock oh, no, it's five o'clock for you guys yes yeah <laughs> Dang Which, guys, savings. I was going to go to the gym, but now I can't because it's 5 and it's at 5.30 oh. and I know I won't be finished in time to go. So, oh. damn it, I might have a wine instead. What a shame. <laughs> Dang. Oh. <laughs> All right, kids. Uh, I think that's probably enough. Uh, I yes. think we've made our points. Um, we've alienated those who are not our our right people. <laughs> or try and probably convince us otherwise. That's cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, but, but um, they're probably not still listening now. So, oh, well. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is another, we could do a whole episode on that, like finding your true fans, the right mm-hmm. people. Yeah, Definitely. Like somebody yeah. put that on the tracker. Deb, mm. <laughs> yeah, type that in. Yeah, I'm typing it in. <laughs> She's doing it. All right. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to our craziness. Um, I just want to, you know, obviously we mentioned Melissa in this episode, one of our lovely supportive patrons. Uh, we really couldn't afford to do this show without the support of our patrons. Um, so thank you to everybody. And uh, I was actually, my friend Stacey, I think I mentioned I was talking to her in another episode. She's also one of our patrons and she was saying, you know, I think it's important that we support our, each other, you know, mm. like that's why she is a patron because she's like, I want you guys to be able to keep doing this show because I think it's really awesome and I think it's helping people. So if you think we're really awesome and we are helping you, it would mean a lot to us if you consider becoming a patron. Even it's for a dollar, a dollar a month is like you can do it and that would really mean the world to us. Not only does it help us actually afford to do this, um, we don't, we don't, we obviously don't cover our time. We're kind of not doing what we preach here with this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. We are not earning any money. This is volunteer really, work. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, we just want to do it. And, yeah, not only is it financially supportive, but the people who are kind of putting that money there, it's telling us that we're valuable and what we're doing is valuable. 
and um, that's really encouraging mm. to us and helps us to keep going. So thank you thank so much you. to all of our patrons for supporting us and we'd love you to join our community, which is over at patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M or just search for us on Patreon. Have we like have we discussed actually describe what Patreon is for a while? Because I think some people just have no idea. No, I don't think yeah, so. No, and I actually, so. I, I was about to say maybe some people don't know about Patreon and Patron, Patreon, like how I even Patreon. spell it because it's such a wrong name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're messing with the language, Deb. It's messing with me for sure. Uh, but yeah, maybe we should explain um, what it is. It's just basically, so the name kind of says it, like in the old days, creative people would have patrons, someone who would pay uh, to support them so they could create their artwork or they could create their creative output, whatever it might be. Mm. And, you know, in the old days, it was probably, you know, rich nobles or whatever who would, who would do that. But You guys patron, are now our rich nobles. You are. <laughs> you are our rich nobles. We'll just like turn up in our fancy clothes and like play lutes or something i don't know um so we'll paint the wall so you know this is a way of crowdsourcing it and making it so that everyday people like you and me can support the creators we love so you know if there's a creator you love whether it's a youtuber or a podcaster or an artist or a designer see if they have a patreon they might you know or writers a lot of writers have it so it's a way that you can support the people that you love to keep creating the creative work that is meaningful to you and that makes your life better so mm. i think it's a really awesome thing that exists for that it's reason. it's a really yeah. great platform it's, yeah. yeah and usually um depending there's multiple levels of pledges you can put in per month and usually you'll get some little bonus or perk for being you know a, a patron of some description and we mm-hmm. have we have three tiers you get different um, perks and, and stuff for being a part of those things. But yeah, and it's really people, inexpensive too. I mean, yeah. the first year is $1, which is just like our ethanol thanks really and, and just a way to, of supporting what we do. Mm-hmm. And then there's $3, which you, we will give you um, a link and a little bio on our website. We've got a page that uh, is the business of making that com slash supporters, I believe. Yeah. And you have all of the supporters um, or at least the $3 one in there. So that's, you know, visibility for your business as well. And then we also have a feed that you guys can't get access to unless you support us. That's for our patrons where we actually do little videos after each episode <laughs> and we show you a bit more behind the scenes and, um, Sometimes it's just silly. Sometimes we go deeper into the conversation. <laughs> Often it's silly, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely little bonuses that you get when you support us as well. So yeah. I'd recommend we, you go and check it out. We also have, um, we have a, a goal set up at the moment. And we actually did this rec- a little while ago when we hit 30 patrons. We did like a Q&A just for our patrons, like a video Q&A for our patrons. And we're going to do that again when we hit 60, I believe. So the sooner we can get to 60, the sooner we're going to do that little private Q and a. Yeah. That was so So fun. Actually. I love that. It was really fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was good. So Mm -hmm. we really want to do it again. So we need more of you to become patrons so we can do it again. Share with your friends. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So thank you. um, Thank you to everyone who's supporting us. And uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. Yes. For this Good. week, and we'll be back again as always next week with another episode of the show. Thanks again, everybody. We Thank love you, you guys. Thank you for listening and sharing and supporting the show, and we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Hey, Maker, are you loving the Business Making podcast? 
We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to make sure that this show keeps going into the future. You can support us by becoming one of our patrons on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. We have a few different membership levels. You can get things like behind the scenes and extra special content, uh, a link to your business from our website, and even maybe a shout out on the show and more. Just head on over to thebusinessandmaking.com forward slash support, and you can get all the information there about how you can become one of our Maker Mavens insiders and help this show to grow and flourish going forward.